No, Mom. I just don't want to. My independent daughter argued. I shouldn't have to go to your friend's boring event. I knew Maya had no interest in what I had planned for our afternoon, but I wanted her to come anyway to keep me company. Besides, I reasoned, attending such events was good for her. She reacted as only preteens can, with just the right mix of indignation, insistence, and cheekiness. She turned her back on me, walked into her room, and shut her door. I stood there with my mouth wide open. Having raised her to be independent, a part of me had to admire her assertiveness. But then there was that other part of me that felt upset that she would talk to me in such a way. She should, just once in a while, do as she was told. I could hear a voice in my head say, You can guess which side of this argument won out. And before I knew it, I stormed into her room. You will not speak to me in that tone of voice, I announced loudly. You will not disrespect me. You will apologize and you will attend the event. With this, I turned my back on her in much the same way she had done to me only moments before, slamming the door behind me as I hurried out of her room. Ha, I told myself proudly, that will show her. No way am I going to have a disrespectful brat growing up in my house. She needs to do as I say, no matter what. This wasn't the first verbal scuffle my daughter and I had gotten into lately. When she turned 12, she found herself experiencing a maelstrom of emotions that were difficult for her to understand. Like most mothers of girls this age, I frequently forgot to relate to her in a calm and caring manner, which is what preteens need, and became caught up in a tidal wave of emotion myself. On this occasion, the cause of our squabble clearly lay not with Maya, but with me. Later that day, after I had calmed down, I snuggled with her for a post-mortem of our blow-up. As we discussed how we tended to trigger each other, I confessed apologetically. I should have known better than to push you in such a way, since I'm your mom and the adult. With an uncanny clarity, her eyes looked directly into my own, and she responded, Why, Mom? I shouldn't have argued in that rude way. I should have known better, too. I'm twelve. It's hard to admit, but a part of me was actually relieved to hear that she felt just as bad as I did. This part of me even took secret pleasure that it wasn't only I who had lost it, but that she, too, was guilty. It was then that I became acutely aware of how there are two contradictory sides of myself. The one side that was in touch with Maya's inherent power and was deeply connected to her, and the other side that reacted to her in such a blind and unthinking way, creating antipathy and disconnection. One of these, I realized, was how I really felt, whereas the other was my irrational side, or what I often refer to as my ego. Once I realized that the voice in my head telling me that Maya should do as she was told was my ego, not my real self, I stopped listening to it. You've had enough time telling me what to do today, I whispered. As I quieted down and found myself back in my right mind, I was at last able to admit 
that the whole ugly episode had been caused by my ego. When I'm being true to myself as a caring parent, I would never compel my daughter to attend an event of the kind I had tried to force on her if she didn't wish to. I was doing it purely for selfish reasons and to exert control over my daughter. Over the years, I have come to understand that my ego, which often takes the form of a controlling, demanding, angry voice in my head, isn't who I really am. It isn't who any of us actually is. Rather, it's just a habit of reacting that leaps to life when triggered, an emotionally charged aspect of us that we can tame once we become aware of it. The better we learn to tame our ego, to quiet its often contradictory and negative self-talk that stirs up so many irrational emotions, the more capable we become of relating to each other from our authentic self. This self is our essence and who we really are. It is always present deep within us, though much of the time it is drowned out by the ego's constant chatter and emotional reactions. A client of mine once asked, Are you saying that the ego, our blindly reactive side, this voice in the head, isn't actually who we are? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. 